We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi guys, Colin Kelly here, executive producer of Rotoviz Radio and co-host of the Rotoviz Overtime Podcast with Sean Siegel. We are closing in on 200 episodes and it's competition time, but more on that in just a moment. I want to let you know as a loyal podcast listener, as always, you can save yourself 10% off a Rotoviz NFL pass. All you need to do is enter that code RVRADIO2021 at checkout on the website or go to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information. You can get all the access to all of the great tools on the site, all of the content. Get yourself ready to win your fantasy championships this upcoming season. I mentioned competition time. Well, now here's the news. 200 episodes coming up here for myself and Sean. We're giving away some Rotoviz subscriptions. It's super simple to enter. Just drop a five-star review for Rotoviz Overtime on your favorite podcast app for a chance to win. The top prize is a three-month subscription and an appearance on a future Rotoviz Overtime podcast to get a talk with myself and Sean. Already have a Rotoviz subscription? Thank you for that. But don't worry, if you win, we'll add it on to your current subscription. So what are you waiting for? Drop that review today for the Road of His Overtime podcast. And of course, when you're there, drop a written for today's show as well that you're listening along to. Thanks as always for being a loyal podcast listener on Road of His Radio. Enjoy the show. We're talking team pace and pass rush tendencies on Roto Viz Radio. What's up, Roto Viz? Welcome into the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. I'm Dave Cabin alongside Curtis Patrick. We're two of the owners here at Rotoviz. As I mentioned uh, in the first episode of the week, with the draft coming up on Thursday through the weekend, I didn't want to bring up too many topics where we might have changing situations. So I thought it would be cool if we zoomed out a little bit, Curtis, and just took a look at some of the tendencies that teams displayed last year. Which teams 
were the ones that were operating the fastest, which operated at a slower pace, who had the highest passing volume, the lowest rushing volume, different things like that. And we'll just kind of explore these numbers as we talk about the results and think this through as to how it might have applications as we look into the 2021 season. Because I do think that lots of times you can get a much better perspective of what players in a specific offense will be able to do when you understand the way that it operates. So for example, when I start doing my projections, which is a really lengthy process every year, my initial starting point for every team is going back and looking at the coach, looking at the way that they've operated over the last five seasons, because in order for me to create an accurate projection, I need to know how many passing and how many rushing attempts this team is going to have to allocate to its players. Uh, so, you know, it's a very important thing that we kind of start off and, and hone in on those numbers to start. So how do you think that sounds? I think it sounds great. Um, some tools that, you know, if you want to follow along, uh, if you hear something and you want to dive deeper on it and you're a sub and you've got the access to the whole tool set, um, the, a really fun one to use, I've used it recently in some of my Dynasty Trade Targets articles, is the Team Splits app, our Game Splits app, is one of the most famous apps in the fantasy universe. You see, um, I mean, every major site uh, uses it. Uh, the most popular, most well-read uh, analysts in the in the world are using our Game Splits app. The Team Splits app, in addition to our pace tools, are what will get us through a conversation like this. And uh, I'm pretty excited to see where it goes, Dave. Yeah, for sure. So let's uh, hit another fantasy deep dive. So the first thing that I want to talk about is just a couple of the big changes. So we know that Arthur Smith is in in Atlanta as the head coach. Um, he likely will be calling the plays as the OC. So if I reference anything about Atlanta, that's going to be something that might change. Detroit, uh, Dan Campbell and Anthony Lynn stepping into the fold there. That's one to keep in mind. Um, Houston Texans changes at... Uh, their head coach there, uh, David Kelly coming in, uh, was Baltimore's passing coordinator. Um, trying to think if there's, obviously we've talked about Urban Meyer, uh, and Daryl Bevel heading into Jacksonville, Brandon Staley and Joe Lombardi in LA. I think that those were some of the, of, of the most notable ones, unless there was, oh, I guess the Jets too, um, you know, with the new coaching staff there as well. And then Philadelphia, um, any other staff changes that I that I didn't hit upon there that you think are noteworthy? No, just uh, probably the most exciting non-change uh, when we carry over 2020 to 2021 is Brian Dayball staying in Buffalo. Um, I've been excited about it all offseason uh, that we don't have to worry about too much changing there other than maybe the the personnel in the backfield. So, um, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, keeping things the way they are uh, can be just as important as projecting, you know, how things might change uh, uh, when we swap out, uh, you know, the people calling the plays, designing the offense. For sure. All right, so let's take a look at just the top 10 in total plays per game. Obviously, it helps if you have a team that is going to give their players a lot of opportunity, and then even on top of that, if they're quality opportunities. So the top 10, we actually see the Chargers coming in as the team that recorded the most plays per game last year, followed 
by Dallas. Now, that might kind of change this year if they're controlling the games a little bit more when Dak gets back into the fold and they're operating at a, in a stronger fashion than they did last year. Of course, though, even before Dak went out, we saw the defense really struggling and they were in a lot of games where they had to play from behind. They kind of got into shootouts. The Rams were third. Uh, the Eagles in Arizona and Atlanta all ran 69 plays uh, per game. Washington 68, KC 68, Pittsburgh, and then San Francisco. As I'm looking through those teams, I think it's it's interesting to note that we have Arizona at the 69 mark. I also think that uh, the LA Rams running 70 plays per game should be interesting to see how Matthew Stafford changes things there. But that is one of those that speaks to the opportunity that we have for the group of receivers, hopefully getting a little bit of a lift playing with Matthew Stafford. Yeah, that, um, there's a couple of teams that we need to do a deep dive on there. Uh, I would like to actually start with with Dallas. Yep. Um, Dallas, 70 plays a game, tied for second, uh, based off of your queries there from the Pace uh, the Pace app. I, I'm over here in the Team Splits app, and and you said something that caught my attention in, in your lead-in there, talking about, you know, well, what happens if Dallas controls a game a little bit more? You know, Dak Prescott, back yep. of the helm, healthy, C.D. Lamb in year two, maybe Zeke's in a little bit better shape this year, all of those things. Well, it might surprise you, Dave, that per the Team Splits app, in the five games we got from Dak Prescott in 2020, the team actually averaged about seven and a half more plays per game. They averaged 74.6 per uh, plays per game with Dak Prescott, and they also averaged 32.6 points per game oh in my. those five games to just, to just 21.09 points in the 11 non-Dak games. So not only um, do we potentially see Dallas play even faster than last year with Dak back, uh, more of those drives and more of those plays are going to end in touchdowns. Uh, it's it's essentially, you know, over the course of a season, I mean, we're talking 11, 11 points a game, and we're talking 20-plus touchdowns, I think, is the difference with Dak, <laughs> with Dak at quarterback. And you think about all the people who could be on the receiving end uh, or the carrying end of of those uh, trips to the to the end zone. So Dallas is an offense that when we look at pace, when we look at efficiency, we expect them to bounce back in every way. This season, they have some of the best skill players in the entire league. We're, we're hearing a lot of chatter in the NFL draft about them reinforcing that line. I personally would selfishly, for fantasy purposes, like to see them do that and not address the defense <laughs> because we can continue to get some more of these uh, these shootouts like we got last season. And uh, man, Dallas, it's just one of those teams where uh, invest early and invest often, you know, in any format uh, for 2021. So that, that's the first team I really wanted to highlight, Dave. Yeah, for sure. And then just to p- put some more numbers to that, they were first or tied for first with Atlanta and Pittsburgh in passing volume per game. Um, in terms of pace, in all situations, they were the fastest team overall, 23.3 seconds per play. Of course, when Dak was out, and even in some of the games he was in, they were playing from behind. But even in a neutral pace, they actually operated as the second fastest team at 25 and a half seconds per play. Only Arizona operated quicker. Uh, so like you said, this is super exciting. And even though there's a lot of names there, I actually am on board with the idea that there should be enough production coming out of Dallas that it makes these players viable. Any other offenses that I mentioned just in that first uh, that that first group there of the top 10 in plays per game that you wanted to jump into or you want to look at uh, some rushing volume? 
No, I think I think it's interesting to see the Rams show up uh, tied with Dallas yep. at 70 plays per game. Um, when I think about how I felt watching that team last year, and I hadn't done a you know a plays per game study on them, um, but I felt like you know this is a a defense first, um, keep the game close team. Um, and for them to be top 10 in play volume, it, that's not how I remember them, but it's possible that I'm just providing, you know, my, in my brain as a warning sign, uh, uh about how to invest in, in fantasy this year. I might be remembering the end of the season too strongly, uh, when they were, you know, after Goff had the, the hand injury and they're, you know, they're, they're putting in, um, I, I, I honestly can't even remember the player's name um, that that started in week 17 and was maybe did he even start the playoff game I think actually as well um, I'm having a total brain fart on air here Dave uh, but they they it got really interesting at quarterback in LA and it basically just became hand the ball off to Akers and hope something happens so um, I, yeah I agree it could be very exciting for Matthew Stafford we've seen him um, uh, you know be I guess the conductor of some high flying offenses in Detroit uh, didn't reach, you know, much real NFL success uh, on those teams, but this is a a quarterback we've seen, you know, flirt with that 5,000 passing yard mark. He certainly has plenty of targets to distribute the ball to uh, with Robert Woods and Cooper cup. And then now Deshaun Jackson for the home runs. So it's very interesting to think about in particular, what it could mean for cam Akers. I mean, he's, he's a very, trendy player both in dynasty and in best ball I feel like he's a player maybe uh, that investors are uh, buying at his potential ceiling right now Um, but I don't think it's really too you don't have to squint too hard to see him doing like an 80 percent of Pete Gurley type situation if that team just starts being good again Uh, if they start scoring a lot of touchdowns we I mean we know Sean McVay is very happy to let the same player score all the touchdowns there um, so yeah, I, I think it's another offense that uh, could make or break fantasy uh, teams in 2021. Yeah, and you know, in addition to just that high overall volume, they were actually top ten in rushing volume as well, which is one of those things that we could point to for Cam Akers um, as something that could be a big boost to his value. It gives some opportunity that if, even if he doesn't get all of the carries, he could still get this efficient volume. So there's a lot to like there. Now, there was one team that I actually wanted to ask you about in specific because we see Cleveland coming in um, towards the top of the numbers there with 30 rushes per game. I know we've talked about that split between Hunt and Chubb and how that might play out, but we haven't talked too much about um, the receiving core and you have OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Higgins, you have a couple of options at tight end. Uh, We see this team running a lot, but should we really be looking also potentially at guys like Landry and Beckham, whose value is is falling um, as options? Or do you think that we're best served just trying to target the running game? Yeah, before I answer that question, I got to circle back to the Rams here because I can't, okay. I can't leave. Okay. I got to tie this up. It was John Wolford. Okay, it was John Wolford was the quarterback. Right. Uh, there's, yeah, I could not think of his name, and I'm not going to leave the listeners out there hanging thinking I'm this Bush League podcaster that's not going to you know go back and fact check. It's John Wolford. The reason I didn't remember him is because he's never going to be relevant in the NFL again. Uh, background uh, as a collegiate quarterback at Wake Forest. He's 6'1", 200 pounds. Looks like he will celebrate his 26th birthday on October 16th this year. So uh, happy early birthday 
John Wolford, you had your moment in the sun. Uh, maybe this is your second one because uh, someone's mentioning you again. Um, but any, anyway, I move on. Move on to the. Uh, <laughs> oh oh man. boy, John Wolford's wife is not even drafting him in fantasy. Okay, I don't think I'm being. <laughs> oh God. Um, yep. But anyway, let's let's move on to to Cleveland. Um, it's hard for me to really be overly objective. Uh, or fully objective with Cleveland. I mean, those are the, the Brownies are my home. They're my home squad. Um, I think, you know, w- what I see happening this year is the team um, really trying to involve uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt both in the receiving game a little bit more. Um, I don't think that the, the touch counts will change much from what we saw at the end of last season. Um, once Chubb came back healthy, Hunt was really more of that complimentary back. It was not. It was really no longer a one A one B situation. It was. It was a clear cut A B uh, uh, running back committee. I think that that will continue this season. Um, Kevin Stefanski has had several pressers this offseason talking about wanting to be a little bit more explosive, and that might be one reason uh, to hold out some hope. However, I've also heard some chatter in the last week uh, from several Cleveland beats that they are in on Diami Brown. Uh, as a potential uh, day two target. And, you know, if if they do select Diami Brown with the type of pass volume that we should expect from Cleveland, I think that would that would tell us a little bit about what we need to know um, about the team's plans uh, with Odell Beckham Jr. beyond 2020 in particular. Um, so I think that'll be interesting from a, from a dynasty perspective and uh, potentially over the course of the year, uh, we could see you know, Baker creates some of that chemistry. We saw him do it with Rashad, uh, Rashad Higgins last year. Uh, he's found a way to get a third receiver involved in spots. The player that I'm looking at in Cleveland, even if they don't. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed change their run past splits. Uh, the player I'm excited about in year two is Harrison Bryant. Uh, we saw some flashes from him at tight end last season. He had great efficiency metrics coming, uh, I think, out of FAU, I believe, uh, memory serves. Uh, and, you know, I, I, he really uh, outperformed his draft position last year. I know the team's very high on him and uh, would look for him maybe to start to put a stranglehold uh, on more of that tight end uh, target market share, despite Austin Hooper being there. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you come up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. 
But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com slash RotoViz now. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication's appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash RotoViz and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash RotoViz now to get $15 off your first month. Look, there's a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash RotoViz. Get started now to save $15 on your first month of treatment. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, th- those are some really good notes. Uh, just to give a little bit of background too on the target, uh, volume. So Landry last year was at 6.7 targets per game, OBJ at 6.3. Then we had Higgins coming in at four. And then for the tight ends, uh, Austin Hooper was at 5.4, Harrison Bryant at two and a half. And then David Njoku, uh, was at 2.2 when he did play. So those are some really interesting names. Uh, Brown heading there would be super intriguing uh and what i would like about that is i could see some people thinking that obj is already there they have higgins they have landry there's going to be no room for him to really be able to prosper i would caution people though if they think that to go back and look at that profile a little a little bit closer well cleveland hasn't they haven't been able to get the the home run connection really going i mean baker has not found it consistently with anyone since he's been there that's why they brought odell beckham jr to cleveland they haven't found that consistency. If you remember uh, at different times last year and even in 2019, Jarvis Landry uh, Jarvis Landry was actually even emerging as more of a downfield threat than Otto Beckham Jr. just because of the chemistry uh, that he had and the timing with Baker. So it's actually a need for Cleveland. And it would be interesting to see what would happen. Uh, you know, we know they're a heavy play action team. And so what we what we might be able to get out of Cleveland, though they're not going to you know ever be confused with the top ten pass volume team, we might be able to see them still get their receivers there on efficiency. Baker, uh, you know, maybe giving us some of the the Minnesota type Kirk Cousins production where we get we get the twenty five to thirty touchdowns despite you know only eighty percent of the elite you know passing team volume. Okay, um, yeah, so some more good stuff there on Cleveland. Uh, if you are done with the Browns, we can now hit onto a very interesting thing that I saw, and that is Seattle last year. They did not run the ball nearly as much as people would think, and actually, I, I almost have to go and fact check myself here. I see them coming out in the bottom 10 in rushing attempts. I said to myself, I need to go and look and see what Chris Carson was averaging for rushing attempts per game. He was actually only at 11.8 attempts per game. You had Carlos Hyde at eight. Now, uh, Chris Carson last year, I believe, was banged up at stretches. But this is kind of interesting as we start to think about what this team could look like heading into 2021. Chris Carson will be back. People might be excited. uh, But I think that you can make an argument that we're at the point where this Chris Carson that you're seeing heading into 2021 needs to be thought about differently than the Chris Carson that we saw heading into you know, even as recently as 2020 to put a little bit of context behind it last year in points per game, Chris Carson 
ranked in at um, 14 in PPR per game last year was an RB1 in 42% of games. So actually, that is, despite the the volume there, actually, that is pretty impressive. He's only 26 in EP per game, was efficient with eight, uh, ranking eight in fantasy points over expectation per game. Do you have any uh, strong thoughts on Carson? Well, I know the thoughts from Carson. I mean, whenever he gets behind a mic the last two to three months, he won't shut up about Rashad Penny. That's all he wants to talk about. Uh, he is saying that he, uh, he always mentions Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny and I are going to be the most dangerous duo in the NFL. He's an exciting young player. He's really starting to grasp the offense. He was electric. I mean, Chris Carson will not. I mean, uh, he either truly believes that Penny is awesome or he's trying to let us know that I'm not interested in shouldering the full load uh, here anymore. You know, the other thing that that we have to keep in mind with uh, Seattle as Shane Waldron comes over from the Sean McVay coaching tree now to run that offense. And, you know, Pete Carroll has talked about wanting to get, you know, back to that running game. But I also think it's some of the elements that uh, we'll see in the passing game being brought over or I guess up from L.A. And that's going to be, you know, that's going to be really interesting. You know, you think about how L.A. was using Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, uh, how their route trees complemented one another. And we think about how different DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are from one another. I think that that could be pretty interesting. Um, and and also, you know, with Chris Carson and, and Rashad Penny, maybe there is more of a split than anyone would would have ever thought. Um, or at least Carson, you know, maybe wants to be able to draft himself uh, more cheaply in fantasy by, you know, pushing his name down. Uh, when I look at the splits in the team splits app um, from 2020 with and without Chris Carson, there's not an appreciable difference in rushing attempts per game. I was wondering, you know, I know he missed the four games last year, was wondering if that was dragging some of the sample down. They averaged 26 rushing attempts a game with him and 24 and a half without him. I mean, I'm not sure that that's material. And uh, team points for with and without Carson, you know, largely unchanged. So, uh, yeah, not sure the running back matters. It's more the the scheme that matters uh, in Seattle, at least historically. The final team I want to talk about, Curtis, is one that we have spoken negatively about now for a number of pods and that is the Baltimore Ravens let's just put a little bit more behind this right we talked about how um it's going to be hard for a lot of those players in that offense to get the passing volume that they need and then even for Dobbins and Edwards um to not cannibalize each other given the number of times that we also see Lamar Jackson rushing now they did lead the league they were top 10 in rushing volume 34 Um, rushes per game it should not surprise you that they were dead last in passing with just 26 passing attempts per game and it should also then not surprise you that in terms of total plays they did not run very many when you compare them to the rest of the league and above everything else too not only uh, are there those factors they also just operate at a very slow pace in neutral paces only green or neutral game scripts only green bay was slower with 30.3 seconds per play Baltimore came in at 30.2. Have we hated on Baltimore so much that we don't even need to talk about this anymore and we can just leave it with the facts? Or do you think that uh, there's anything to add? I think there's some things to add because I think people, uh, many people want to believe that this is going to change this year. And when when you look at the people who are in charge and how they're talking about this team, um, I, I don't, I'm not sure that I believe it. I know the rumored 
as a, a heavy favorite to draft a wide receiver at the end of the first round. And, you know, they want to add, you know, a, a bigger body to complement uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown. They brought in Sammy Watkins, who, of course, has familiarity uh, with the offensive coordinator dating back to their days in Buffalo together. But I'm just going to read you. I, I think it's a really telltale quote from John Harbaugh. Now, this is a little bit raw. Uh, it's January 20th, 2021, you know, so shortly after they're eliminated from the playoffs. But uh, this is uh, John, John Harbaugh. Um, I, I tend to to believe uh, he seems to be a, a pretty transparent coach. Um, and when I see these things uh, and read these things, it's a little concerning. So here's his direct quote. We throw it less than most teams do because we run so well. Kurt, he's talking about Kurt Warner, who had just blasted him on the uh, on TV. Kurt would probably love to see us being a drop back passing team that gets the ball out on time in a West Coast type style or the greatest show on turf type style offense. But that's not the offense we run. And we're not going to change our offense because it doesn't fit his eye. It goes back to the same criticism we've heard the last three years about not being the type of offense or having the type of quarterback that some people want to see. They're just going to have to live with it because Lamar Jackson has won a lot of football games here and our offense has won us a lot of football games here. And we're not going to apologize for that for one second. <laughs> so, so, I mean, that, that's, that is an impact. I mean, that is an impact. I mean, this is like, they, they have one of the best win percentages in football, you know, since Lamar Jackson took over They're they're historically great uh, NFL uh, rushing attack, probably the best rushing team in NFL history, all things considered. I mean, they should continue to play to their strengths. They just need to be able to pass it when they need to be able to pass it. And, uh, you know, you know, so I, you know, I, I went in very heavy, famously on Hollywood Brown last year. And, you know, he actually ended up having a huge team target market share. And so in some ways I was, I was right on him having the type of role I wanted him to have, but the team didn't change the offense enough. Lamar Jackson didn't develop as a passer. And, you know, those comments that we hear directly from, uh, the grand poobah of Baltimore himself don't seem to, you know, they don't, they don't give me any uh, hope for that team changing its identity in 2021. Yeah. And I think the, that really just kind of encompasses why if people do get excited when a young wide receiver lands there, um, you need to take it into perspective just because he goes there does not mean this cha- this team is going to change what they're doing um, for all of the reasons that Harbaugh outlined. So, I would say that you don't want to read into anything the team does in this draft, even if they grab multiple guys that could get into roles as receivers. Uh, You don't want to change the way that you're assessing this team, and you probably don't want to get overly excited about who those players are. Uh, But just to kind of close things off here, let's say that one of the Alabama wide receivers somehow ended up in Baltimore. Of course, you know, there's going to be some corollary there between them and Brown, a guy that they might get comp to. But let's say a guy of that, uh, you know, of that caliber goes there. Are we saying that people should not get excited about that prospect? And that would be a huge hit to his value. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm definitely saying that um, the team can only support two pass catching weapons and it can't support them at an elite level. I mean, Mark Andrews, I think it's pretty easy to pencil him in for, you know, like top six uh, tight end status because of the touchdown upside he has. And we know we're going to get some of those huge spike games from him, those, especially his multiple touchdown games. And, you know, I do think there's something, you know, I, I think the chemistry with Hollywood at the end of the year really started to take off. You know, he looked better uh, in, the, in the playoffs you know, with Lamar. 
And you know, he's been pretty noisy, pretty boisterous this offseason about wanting the team to have more balance. I don't think he's necessarily going to get his way. But if they continue to build the chemistry, maybe they just connect more often on the targets that he does see. Um, I just, I mean, this team is not going to prop up three pass catchers. It's just not going to happen unless the defense, you know, half of the starting defense drives off a cliff together uh, and they can't stop anybody <laughs> anymore. Like that's, that, that's, that's just not going to, it's just not going to happen. Um, the, the defense is, is too good. They control the clock too much with the running backs. There, there, there's not a reason for the team to play uh, a different style. They're already playing. Um, where, where are they? Uh, where were they actually in pace? That's the only thing I don't see. It, they I, I they were slow second everywhere. slowest in neutral pace. Slow everywhere. Yeah, I mean, so so Baltimore is the second slowest team in the NFL in, in neutral pace. I mean, so you have to believe that something is going to change and they're going to have less, you know, neutral game situations in 2021. And I just don't, I mean, I just don't see, you know, why we would, why we would think that. Um, this this team is this team is what it is i think the most important thing to get right here is uh paying the right prices for jk dobbins and gus edwards uh paying the <laughs> right price for hollywood and mark andrews and i'm not sure that uh sammy watkins or any rookie that they draft is gonna you know make any kind of fantasy splash uh in 2021 at least all right, that wraps us up nicely for this episode. A reminder, give us a call at 978-615-9214 as well. Thanks for listening to the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter at DaveCabinFF and at CPatrickNFL. Email us at rotovizffshow at gmail.com. Visit rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for more information on listener-only discounts. And until next time, thanks for stopping by. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.